Hi, this is Jean-Jacques Taylor, and you're listening to Jot Talk. This is a podcast where I talk about the Cowboys, the team I've covered as a beat writer, columnist, TV insider, and radio host for 28 years. I'll also talk about the NFL and the things I love, working out, streaming, food, and all things Dallas. My boy, Big Joe and the Big Rig, one of my oldest friends, produces the show and occasionally chimes in with his thoughts on the Cowboys. After all, he's a lifelong Cowboys fan, and he played high school, college, and semi-pro football. Welcome to Jock Talk, where sports is fluid. What's true today might not be true an hour, a day, or a month from now. I'm going to give you the truth straight. No chaser. Glad to have you aboard. Let's get it. Welcome, friends, to episode 17 of Jock Talk. We are recording here live, at least from the, uh, what do we call it, the Trinity Grove Studios <laughs> here in uh, Dallas after the Rangers game, after the uh, Bills escaped the Giants, me, Big Joe, and Big Red about to make it happen. Uh, and let's talk about the Rangers. What's up, Doc? What up? You still with us at this late hour? Yeah, barely. I'm hanging in there, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with right. you. I'm with well, the Rangers, you. The Rangers made it worth your while. We're going to get into that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Cowboys uh, game with uh, who wins and why. Uh, and then we've also got uh, whispers from the star. And then uh, we'll come back tomorrow and see how those Cowboys do. But first, yeah, I know the deal. None of this happens without my friends over there at Greening Law. And I tell y'all this so that when the time comes, that moment comes, you don't have to think, you can react. So follow me here. If you get involved in an accident, be it with another vehicle, be it with a truck, and you're hurt, and it's not your fault, and it could be an apartment complex, it could be a business, you know, wherever. If you're away from home and you get hurt and it's not your fault, what you need to do is pick up the phone, call 972-934-8900. And see if my friends at the Green Law can help you. What you do is you call them. Somebody from the Green team will open up the, will pick up the phone, and you just tell them your situation. Say, hey, here's the deal, and they'll ask you a few questions, and they'll either add you as a client or they don't, or they won't. So check this out. If they add you as a client, I'm telling you, it's your lucky day. And here's why: whenever you're going up against somebody else's insurance company, and y'all know my boy Matt did it. Whenever you're doing that. It can be hard and intimidating, a little bit uh, scary. It can be long. It can be arduous, tedious. It's a lot going on, a lot of moving parts to it. Greening Law simplifies the process. They set up doctor's appointments for you. They find specialists for you if you need that. They take away all the stuff that, that worries you so you can, you can focus on resting and renewal and getting your body right. And that's all you want when, when that situation happens. You just want to get healthy again. Greening Law will take care of everything so that you get healthy. Um, the consultation's free. doesn't cost you anything to pick up the phone, call 972-934-8900, tell them your situation, and see what happens. And uh, I like to tell folks, they don't get paid unless you get paid. So you don't have to worry about are they grinding for me, are they working for me, are they trying their best, am I, where am I on that list of priorities. You, my friend, are number one on your list of priorities. And so what you need to do is put the number in your phone, 972-934-8900. So when the time comes, and hopefully it doesn't, but if it does, you're already prepared, you know what to do, you pick up the phone, you call them, you tell them your situation, and you see what's up. And I always like to tell y'all, you ain't got to take my word for nothing. I mean, you really don't. You can go check out greeninglaw.com and uh, see for yourself the great work that Robert Greening and the Green team are doing. You can see for yourself the awards that they've won. You can see for yourself the clients and what they have to say about them, former clients. 
and you know make your own decision but i'm telling you um if you're involved in a situation where you're hurt and it's not your fault you need to pick up the phone give the green team a call and let them help you now bro these texas rangers I predicted before the series, I went on there to Twitter, because I like to do this. I started doing this years ago, years ago with the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, I was, Because what happened, man, was, uh, you know, after the game, everybody wants to tell you, oh, I knew they was going to lose. I, I knew this was going to happen. Nah, nah, nah. Or before the game, after the game, oh, I knew they was going to blow them out, man, blah, blah. So I started this thing. Somebody really upset me one day. And I started this thing where I go, speak now or shut up later. I want you on the record. What's going to happen? Because so many people were, uh, were just making up stuff, man. So I put it out there today. Speak now, shut up later. Who do you think wins this series? I said Houston in six because I don't trust the Rangers bullpen. I mean, as usual, some people upset. Oh, why you pick? I mean, they had the same record, but Houston won the season series nine to four. Houston has a lockdown closer. They've got a good bullpen, and so that's why I thought they'd win the series. Now, I mean, I would prefer for the Rangers to win. I really would. I mean, it just is what it is. I would, but uh, I think Houston's got the better bullpen. I thought that'd be the difference. Let me tell y'all something. You can't tell from tonight. Two nothing. Rangers victory. Jordan Montgomery was fantastic. Um, you know, especially Evan Grant wrote the paper today, man, how Houston has been really hard on left-handers. They had no chance against that dude today, man. Uh, where did he go? He went uh, six innings, five hits, struck out six, only had two uh, two really tough moments in the ball game. In the third inning, had first and second, two outs, and uh, he got Alvarez, their cleanup hitter, I believe, on a curveball. He's a lefty, so that was a lefty-lefty got him on a curveball. Then bottom of the fourth, they loaded up the bases, and he got Martin Maldonado on a high fastball. And that was really it, man. I think the only question regarding him was they took him out with one out in the seventh at 90 pitches. You're like, damn, it's the playoffs, man. He ain't really been hurt. He ain't really been touched. Can we leave him in just, you know, Till somebody gets a hit, uh, but maybe he wanted Bruce, Bruce Bocci wanted uh, Bochi wanted uh, Spores to come in with a with nobody on base, you know, uh, because he can be wild, and uh, maybe they figured that was the best. I'd be interested to hear the answer to that uh, later on, uh, like tomorrow morning when I when I go through it and and, and read all the stuff. But uh, the Rangers, man, two nothing. Now you know, traditionally, bro. The Rangers have been what? Beer League softball team. They win games 11 to 8. I don't know if y'all have noticed. I really don't. They lost that last game of the season 1 to nothing to Seattle, and everybody was all upset because uh, they allegedly had celebrated too much. But if you look at that game, they lost that one 1 nothing. This is the Rangers' runs that they've allowed in the, in the last seven games 1 0, 1, 2, 8, 1, 0. They got two shutouts in the playoffs, bro. Um, if they're going to pitch like this and they're going to get the bullpen like this, uh, can I tell you something, dog? They can win the championship this year because all the big, all the so-called big boys are gone. All those teams that won 100 games, hell, the Rangers took two of them out. The Dodgers are gone. Um, the Braves are gone. 
you know, the the Rangers are as good as anybody left in the playoffs. Whether that's the Astros. So you saying we got a chance? Yes, I'm saying you got a chance. And if they're gonna pitch like this and play defense like this, they got a real chance. Because um, bottom line, uh, the only other tenuous moment, and I don't know if everybody felt like me. So Spores gets out of the seventh, and they bring Araldus Chapman in uh, in the eighth. Actually, Spores, somebody, I think Spores pitched one batter and, and uh, uh, gave up a no, uh, gave up a walk in the eighth, and then they brought in Chapman. And so you bring in Chapman, man, and you're just like, okay, what's the deal? Because Chapman seems to be all or nothing. Either he's really, really good or he's really, really bad. Now, he used to be lights out, but that's a long ago. These days, he's either really, really good or really, really bad. And so Altuve starts with a four-pitch walk, and you're just like, dude, that is not the way that you want to start the uh, – the eighth inning and then Chapman comes in and I'm just like this good really good or really bad and so what happens first batter up just just uh, and it's your boy Bergman who's like the biggest seven letter word on the Astros uh, roster he just rips one left center Uh, I thought it was gone when he hit it I mean I I really thought it was gone because it had that crack to it and uh, and you see the camera going back, and you see it panning, and you see uh, Evan Carter go back, and he jumps up, and he leaps high, and he snatches it. And I'm like, damn. And then they're trying to get him at first, but clearly Altuve is back at first. But then all of a sudden you start hearing all this talk about they don't think he touched second base. And uh, they're doing it for a couple of minutes, and damn if he is not ruled out at second base. Uh, what was your reaction to that? I was thinking – what old, old cheating ass Altuve? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was thinking, man. I mean, also, my other observation was, damn, he shouldn't miss a pitch with that big ass bat. I mean, the bat longer than him. <laughs> uh, I find it interesting in looking at the replay. Rangers third baseman Josh Young was pointing at second base almost immediately as soon as the ball got to the infield. Corey Seager had it, and he tossed it to Marcus Simeon, who was standing on a bag, and Young was already pointing at it. So clearly he saw him not not retouch the bag. Well, here's what happened. The ball was hit so deep that Altuve is off at the crack of the bat. He's standing on second, and he takes one step toward third base, but both of his feet come off the bag. So when you go past second base, you have to touch the bag second base before you return to first. Instead, he wheeled and sprinted back. And so they got him for not touching second base. It was a double play. Uh, Chapman got the batter on the ground out. Third baseman unassisted. Uh, LeClerc came in, was a a little bit wild, but uh, retired to the uh, Houston in orders. Uh, so they go through the heart of the, of the Astros order in the eighth and the ninth. They come away with the win. And to me, man, it's a huge confidence builder. Now, what are you talking? You're like, dude, they won 90 games. They tied the Astros. It's not like the Astros were better than them. Well, yeah, they were. They beat them nine out of uh, 13 games. And don't forget, the Rangers won two of the first three. So they only won two more games in the other series that they played, and they got swept uh, in that embarrassing run in September at the crib. And 
So I believe that the Rangers believe in themselves. But I'm telling you, man, and you played sports, though, at uh, high school, college, and, yes, the semi-pro level. But um, that belief that, yeah, we're confident and we can play with a, with another team, that's uh, that's something that uh, for the Rangers to pull off this, this serious win, they got to have, you think? Yeah, I think sometimes when you're a young team, you don't know no better. You don't know no better. You don't know what you don't know. I think all, what I mean by that is, all the pressure, all the pressure is on the Astros. That's what I think. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the Rangers ain't been here in twelve years. The Astros have been the seventh straight. Uh, so I think there is some. Uh, you know, I hadn't even looked. I'm sure Vegas has the Astros as the favorites. But getting this win tonight, I think, sends a message to the Astros that, uh, you know, we're here. We're not afraid of y'all. And I think it reinforces whatever good feelings the Rangers had about themselves. Uh, I think, uh, and you bring up an interesting point, talking about their young team. They're really, I don't know if they're young or not. Uh, and I say that in the sense of, you know, Seeker was the World Series MVP a couple years ago when the Dodgers won. Uh, Marcus Simeon uh, is a veteran. Uh, and so up the middle that they're strong, but they do have a lot of young players in terms of young. Obviously, Evan Carter, Araldis Chapman has not been around uh, the playoffs. Uh, you know, uh, Leo D. Tavares is essentially a, a rookie, a young player. So, uh, you know, Jonah Himes never done it. So I think they are a young team now that you think about it. So they might fit into that category. Uh, I am fortunate enough to be covering uh, games three and game four. So I'll be out at the ballpark, and uh, it'll be interesting to talk to those guys and, and really just ask them those questions like, hey, how do y'all feel about this? Do you feel like you're a young team, a veteran team, or a team, you know, that's, you know, we just out here playing, man. We ain't really tripping. Um, they interviewed, Fox interviewed Evan Carter after the game. Did you see that interview? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, well, well you know, uh, he was basically asked – you know, you, how do you stay so calm? And he's like, I'm having so much fun. It's not a big deal. I just yeah. try to stay grounded. And I would bet you that that's kind of like the attitude most of those young guys are having. Like, and I think Evan Carter said, like, like where else would I rather be than playing baseball on this stage right now? So, you know, um, now I will tell you, having talked to athletes for more than 30 years, it's amazing the different takes that people have on pressure and what it is and how they deal with it or whether they believe it exists. And um, I don't know the Rangers uh, well enough to know how those guys attack it, but I know that Evan, Evan Carter's got the right approach. And I'm telling you, man, he's a difference maker. That dude, uh, I, it, it is incredible to believe that he's been in the big leagues five weeks. <laughs> it's incredible to believe that he started this season at uh, single A, I believe. Moved up to double A, did his thing at triple A, and then an injury to Araldis Chapman brought him up to the big leagues, and he's played so good that he earned a role right away. Uh, he plays left field against right-handers, and, uh, dude, his bat has been unbelievable, but his defense has been phenomenal. Like, he made three terrific plays today, and they don't, uh, they don't win without him making those plays. I thought you might have a comment on that. Nah, I'm good. Oh, well, 
Oh, well, good. Well, I mean, uh, I, well, he. I'm. Oh, wait, wait. I'm put it like this. Uh, that's a youthful team. And like I said, they don't know what they don't know, and it's just fun to watch people uh, do do stuff for the first time. Um, having covered baseball for a little, I covered all. I think I covered all the games, playoff games when the Rangers made their run in 2010 and 2011. Um, the one thing I knew from making those, from covering those teams, because they, I think they, uh, I know they, they certainly had Detroit and Verlander one year. It was the year Nelson Cruz hit the Grand Slam, walk off Grand Slam, I think. Um, I know the book on Verlander was obviously he's an outstanding pitcher, but if you're going to get him, you have to get him early because once he settles into the game, you got no chance. Um, and so it was very encouraging to me. Uh, that Evan Carter helped them get off to a good start. And, dude, he just did what young players do, exactly what you're talking about, man. Saw a pitch, liked it, smoked that thing to right field. But Abreu, the first baseman, kind of slowed it down. And so he saw that, and, dude, he just took off for second. Slid in just ahead of the throw, and all of a sudden, you got a runner on second. Jonah, Jonah Hine follows up with a single, and boom, just like that, you're up one nothing in the second inning. And, you know, when you're playing these baseball games, man, in the playoffs, you don't want to be chasing the game. And they had the Astros chasing the game early on. Uh, now, they couldn't add any more to that, uh, even though they loaded the bases in the next inning. But they're off to a great start. It's a 1-0 series lead. Evan Carter's doing well. Bruce Bochy is still pushing all the right buttons. And, uh, you know, I, you know, the Astros lost the first game of the, of the divisional series to the twins and then won three straight so the Astros have been to four World Series in the last seven years they've won two of them they're not going to panic they're not tripping over being down one nothing uh, the Rangers got Evaldi going uh, tomorrow he's there I mean you know he's been outstanding in the playoffs uh, he pitched a great game the last time out and you know uh, they added Matt Scherzer to the uh, American League Championship roster. He's going to get game three. So what I'm telling you is the Rangers feel great about their starting pitching. And the thing about it is if your starters go deep in the game, and I ain't breaking no news here, if your starters go deep in the game, you can use your bullpen, as Bochy did tonight, how you want to use it, okay? Um, That's key. You can get guys in the position that they're comfortable with, you can get guys throwing a ball, throwing situations that they're used to. And so that's what they were able to do tonight. Chapman in the eighth, LeClerc in the ninth. It's all good, baby. Wrap that thing up. And uh, they would love to be able to do that tomorrow. But the key is, can your starter give you at least six and maybe seven like uh, Montgomery did tonight? That allows you to dictate the flow and everything. So big, uh, big start for Evaldi tomorrow. His playoff record is great. Got an ERA under three. Uh, career in the playoffs he's been in big games in the playoffs with the Red Sox and uh, you know man as uh, as you said earlier so eloquently yes I'm saying they have a chance Uh, but this the the win today is the one that triggered it to me you win game one and whatever pressure you thought was on Houston oh it's doubled by now because they know what's up you don't want to be down two nothing uh, going into Texas where the rain you know the Rangers were only a 500 team uh, on the road this year 
they made their hay at the crib where they were really, really good this year. And so if you're the Astros, even though you smoked them the last time you went to uh, Texas, you do not want to down to nothing. So uh, game two is going to be just as riveting because there's going to be a sense of desperation from the Astros uh, that you didn't see today. Not that they took it easy, but you you will get a sense of desperation, I think, in game two that you didn't see today. Um, the Rangers, just so y'all know, have won five consecutive road games. Only three teams have ever won more in a single postseason. All three of them, for whatever it's worth, bro. The '96 Nash, I mean the 2019 Nationals, the '96 Yankees, and the 2005 White Sox. Those are the only teams that have won more postseason road games than the Rangers. For whatever it means, all of those three of those teams did what, bro? Won the World Series. I'm just saying. Well, I'm I saying got, there's a chance. I got friends listening to this show. Houstonians. Yes. Hey, you know who you are? Uh, what up? And a lot of them cats be calling uh, Dallas, Southern Oklahoma. I ain't never heard of that before. <laughs> Southern Oklahoma. That's Come right. on, man. That's, that's, right. a, that's downright disrespectful. It is. It is. <laughs> that's downright disrespectful. Uh, what's not disrespectful is if you're in the downtown area and you're looking for a little bite to eat, you got them hunger pains. What you need to do is swing through, swing by Smokey John's Barbecue, 1820 Mockingbird, and y'all know what the deal is. Order the Jam Session Bowl, okay? Don't ask me no questions. Just order it. Trust your boy. I'm good. Let me tell you why you should order it, all right? You just order it, and then they say, you want mac and cheese or mashed potatoes? And what they're saying is, what kind of base do you want? I, I used to try the mac and cheese earlier. But then I like the uh, I just I just shifted to the to the mashed potatoes and it was just better to me. It's a better flow. Plus, then you can order. I mean, you can always order mac and cheese on the side if you want. So, but you know, I get the mashed potato base, man, and then I go with the the brisket and the sausage. I'm telling you, the brisket and chicken is really good too. Or double brisket. That's that's outstanding as well. And once you, once you get that, once you pick your two out of five smoked meats, man, all that stuff that they put on a loaded baked potato, sour cream, chives, bacon bits, cheese, all that stuff, man, butter if you get down like that, all of that they put on top of the meat. Whew. Then you can either drizzle it with that Smokey John's sauce or you can drench it with that Smokey John's sauce. That choice is up to you. It's all good. But it is... Love for your mouth. I'm telling you. Mm, delicious. So, it's enough for two people easy. You got a little shorty, six or seven. Three of y'all can eat off it. Real talk. Three of y'all can eat off of it. Uh, it is fantastic. It is more than a mouthful. It is delicious. The uh, Jam Session Bowl at Smokey John's Barbecue. You need to go there, order it. And when you do, send me a picture. Put it on Twitter. Let the world know that I told the truth about how good it was. And that you went by and sampled it. Now check this out. You can also have Smokey John's at the crib whenever you want to. Go to SmokeyJohns.com. Click on the marketplace. And right there you can see. You can order the rub. You can order the sauce. You can order them both. It's up to you. Your choice, man. You know how far. You have it at your home. You know how far they deliver. They order. 
Worldwide, baby. Okay, so why don't you get your worldwide ass on the net and send me a bowl? Okay, man. We're talking about the sauce in the rug. You had to pick up the bowl and bring it to you. I told you we was trying to do that next week. Oh, did you say next week? Because I'm ready. Grumpy. I am ready. Man getting grumpy. Man getting oh, you, grumpy because he ain't had the jam you, session bowl. You making me hungry, man. It sound good, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, it is and good. We're going to pick the rub up at H-E-B. You, I think I was at the Rangers game. Yeah. I th- yeah, I thought I was at the Rangers game next Wednesday and Thursday. Oh, that's so right. I thought I'd that's probably right. bring one by because then I can take the helicopter back to the ballpark and get there on time. Oh, yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> we'll see if we can follow through on it. The chopper. Take the chopper. Uh, you can also – yeah, maybe I borrow Jerry's <laughs> chopper. You can also it's get the rub and the sauce at H-E-B's. Around DFW, yeah. So uh, they got them in Waxahachie. They got them in Burleson. You know, they got them in Frisco. Uh, HEB. They got them in McKinney, I believe. HEB. They're on the shelves there. It ain't hard to find Smoky Johns, man. The barbecue is fantastic, and I'm telling you, you need to get that jam session bowl pronto. Um, now, let's. You know, the Rangers have been great. We ain't forgot about your Dallas Cowboys. We have not forgotten about them whatsoever. Uh, so let's get to who wins and why with your Dallas Cowboys. Um, this, you know, I'm gonna ask you this, though. David Moore statement. He made it to us, and then he made it on the ticket uh, when he was talking to the, uh, the game. He said it is his belief that the Cowboys game Monday night against the Chargers is the biggest game of the Mike McCarthy era. How you feel about that? Wow, that that's I don't know. It's some accuracy to that because he got to show some major improvement on what they've been doing so far. And the Chargers are a capable team. Yeah, um, here's what he's thinking. He's thinking that if they win the game, okay, you can say we had an incredible bit of adversity in San Francisco. We rebounded. We handled our business against a quality team on the road. They had a week to prepare for us, and we back straight, uh, you know, heading into uh, the rest of the rest of the games on our slate, including Philly, coming up in a couple weeks. And then you can go into the bye feeling good about yourself. Okay, that's scenario number one. That comes with a dub. If they don't win the game, not only is the bye week – going to be crazy just because you lost but um, you got the Rams coming up and the Rams are a good team they're not a great team or maybe a solid team they're more than capable of beating you if you don't show up with with your A game is what I'm trying to say and then you got Philadelphia but what I'm trying to say is if you don't beat the Chargers the bye week is going to be crazy with speculation about where this team is headed Mike McCarthy's job security would Dan Quinn take over for him would there be a full-fledged coaching search what about Dak Prescott all of that's going down if the Cowboys don't win Uh, don't beat the Chargers and uh, it could very well spell the end of uh, Mike McCarthy because you're already going to have three losses I'm I'm talking about ultimately because you're going to have three losses and don't forget your December is basically the Eagles, the Bills, 
the Dolphins, the Lions. That's four of the best teams in the National Football League. Yes, the Lions are one of the best teams in the National Football League. They've won 13 of 16 games. They play a very physical brand of football. They take after their coach, which means they fly around and hurt and punish you. Thank you. And, and uh, that, that's going to be a slobber knocker game, as we used to say back in the day. Uh, we know the Dolphins' offense is phenomenal. Um, Buffalo uh, is Buffalo right now. They've been one of the best teams in the league for about five years now, four years now. And then the Eagles, you know, it is what it is. They, too, are one of the best teams, even though they lost today uh, to the Jets. Man. Because, because Jalen Hurts played uh, one of his worst games throwing three interceptions. Okay, so that being said, when you look at the game, man, um, this was an interesting week to me. And here's why. Uh, Mike McCarthy said he met with CeeDee Lamb because CeeDee Lamb's upset about his role, how he's being used. Not his role, but how he's being used and how he's getting the ball. Uh, maybe disappointed is a better word than upset. Frustrated could be a, different, could be a better word than disappointed. Um, Dak Prescott said he met with CeeDee. Uh, and so, given all of that, um, I think we can expect CD to go back to how you liked it, where he had 10, 11, 12 targets this week against the Chargers. Um, uh, they, they better. Because you, <laughs> you do all that meeting and talking, and then you don't do nothing. It's going to get worse. Nope, this is true. This is true. It's going to get worse. Uh, I, uh, want CD, I want CD to be mad. If you're going to wear number 88, you need to – you. You supposed to gripe about not getting the ball. I want you to want the ball. No, no problem with that. So, and this Chargers defense has not been good. Uh, it's not been good at all. And so they getting they getting Bosa back. They getting Derwin Derwin James back. Well, we 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 know what the deal is. That's going to help. Um, Bosa, fantastic pass rusher. Uh, Derwin James, uh, when he's healthy, and frankly, he has not been healthy much in his career. Yeah, uh, he's an elite safety when he's healthy. He just, you know, like I said, he has not been healthy. But uh, both of those guys will help a pass defense that uh, has really struggled this year. Um, the Chargers right now giving up 404 yards a game, 31st in the National Football League, uh, 299 yards passing a game, worst in the National Football League. 7.59 yards per attempt, 29th in the National Football League. Um, and a third down defense, uh, that's been pretty good. Uh, that's 31.9%, but that, but you know why? Part of that is anybody getting a third down because they have so much success on first and second down. So they've been, been giving up yards through the air, all right? A lot of it. Uh, if you can't make some hay in the passing game this week, even though Bosa's returning, even though Durbin James is supposed to be back, you got problems. Well, I, Big time I want to say something right here that you always say. Your, your mantra, sports is fluid. What's not true today might not be true tomorrow. All right? Because, oh, well, I'm just saying, them guys, them guys, well, you know, I can, I, I'm going to use your stuff even though, you know, it ain't. Anyway, them guys, uh, them guys, can get their stuff together this week. The whole NFL is is when I when I thought about this week, not to get off topic, but when I thought about this week, I thought about the whole NFL and what it meant when you see the 
when you see the 49ers lose to Cleveland, when you see the Eagles lose, and then the Bills barely beat the Giants, it made me look at the Cowboys' schedule a whole nother way. Because when I first, when at first you look at that schedule, you go, man, that's a gauntlet they got to go through. But the way these guys are struggling with these other teams, yeah, yeah, we got a chance to make the playoffs. I, I, at first, I was like, when they got beat by the four, I was like, they might not make the playoffs. But the way, the way, go ahead. I still think they're a playoff team. They just have a a harder route to go, and they have yeah. less margin for error. Yeah, it looked a little less hard the way they, them cats was playing. Because I'm thinking maybe, maybe the Forty ers are just the cowboy problem. Maybe well, they're not a problem to nobody else that much. You know, not to, to, to teams that much. All right, well, you have gone off topic, so I'm going to take this exit ramp and extend it for yeah, one, more, it on. one more couple seconds. You know, I had a lot of people telling me today, oh, the Cowboys would have beat the, beat the, beat the Browns if, if – uh, or the Cowboys would have beat the 49ers if McCaffrey didn't play huh. and if uh, Debo Samuel didn't play. And I was like, what is wrong with y'all? I was like, yeah. they played, they started the game, and Trent Williams didn't play. I said, Trent Williams started the game, McCaffrey started the game, Debo Samuel started the game, and that hard-hitting Cleveland Browns defense that was ranked number one in the National Football League in several categories, including points allowed, including uh, points allowed and yards allowed, put them out of the game with, with legal tackling and blocking and all of that. So they kicked, They did what a number one defense that's elite should do to an offense. And that's why Brock Purdy was 12 or 27 today. Well, that's that. When people start talking about if, 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 that's that Byron Hansbar stuff. You know what that is? <laughs> if, if, if he didn't have an 80-yard run or a 70-yard run or the 98-yard run or the 55-yard run, we held him in check. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, that is uh, – and so it was just insane to me that people were. I mean, more than one person said that to me today on Twitter, yeah, and I was crazy. just like, "Y'all tripping, man!" Yeah, for real. The Browns had number one defense, and the Browns played like an elite defense, and they shut the Forty ers down. All into Martin's Miles Garrett. Yeah, he led the way. So, uh, so as we bring it back to home to the Cowboys and the Chargers, uh, the the NFL is clearly a week to week league. And some of it depends on what you're playing for in terms of are you more desperate than the other team. Some of it is um, styles make fights. And then some of it is, you know, your situation and circumstance regarding injuries and, and who, who do you have available. Because uh, the most disappointing thing to me about the National Football League is just that it's – I mean, I ain't breaking no news here, man. It's just – it gets sad to me sometimes that it's such a game of attrition, meaning if you look at the injury report at one point today, um, you had McCaffrey out, you had Debo Samuel out, you had Trent Williams out. Those guys are all stars, mm-hmm. okay? Yep. You had Justin Fields out. He's a budding star, but he's a very exciting player. Um, you had um, at one point Tyreek Hill went out. Uh, he came back, though. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback at Jacksonville, really, really good player, on the verge of being a star. He went out with a knee problem, got to have an MRI, I think, tomorrow, right. just to double-check it. And what I'm saying is it's just so many of the league's great players just hurt, man. 
And ain't nothing you could do about it because it's a violent game. It's a physical game. The guys are bigger, stronger, faster than they've ever been. And you just, but sometimes you're just like, damn, everybody's, all these great players are hurt, man. And, uh, you know, it takes away a little bit of the game to me because the stars aren't playing because they can't play because they're hurt. But um, be that as it may, your Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know, they're going to be without Leighton Vanderish, who you don't think is all that great anyway, uh, tomorrow. So uh, they're as healthy as you can kind of expect. They should have their offensive line again. Maybe they'll be better. Uh, having a week together but for for me the big thing for them is they got to be able to throw the ball something they haven't really done with a lot of success uh, this season Uh, high completion percentage low yards per attempt is not really what you want Uh, maybe they get Tony Pollard off maybe they just look clean on offense which they really haven't done they've scored a lot of points in some games but very rarely have they looked clean on offense so it'd be nice to see that Uh, that Cowboys defense let me tell you something uh, you had better make sure that Justin Herbert got a dirty jersey. Because if you don't, they're going to score a lot of points, man. Yeah, you got to uh, get somebody to tackle Austin Eckler. Because we got the, who do we got the linebacker? Uh, Damone Clark? Did they, did they sign Rashad Evans? Is he going to be active? No, nah, he's not playing. Okay. But uh, I think it's, it'll be curious to see how they use uh, Michael Parsons, whether they use him more as an off the ball linebacker. I'd like or to see whether, that. Uh, first, second uh, down. I'd like to see him on first, second down, get off the ball. Uh, or maybe you just mean running situations. Yeah, I'm just first, asking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. First and second down. On third down, put his hand in the dirt or line him up on the line. Because my yeah. man is getting beat up playing inside, playing on the line, playing his line players beating him up. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they deploy him. Uh, but that offense is uh, for the Chargers has, has been productive. And we all know, you know, they're averaging 380 yards a game, uh, 269 yards passing, six in the league. Uh, they're averaging 27 and a half points a game. They're going to score some points, man. And so your Dallas Cowboys have got to be able to match them a little bit. Yeah, I, I think Justin <laughs> Justin got a hurt finger or something. He got a fractured finger or something. Yeah, he got a fractured finger on his non-throwing hand. Yeah. Uh, it, what that basically does is keep – Keeps him from taking snaps on the center. Uh, that should help them again on third and short, yep. fourth and short, because you know he ain't going to do no quarterback sneak. You know he's not going to be up on the center. Yep. So that should help them on that tip. But uh, they're good, man, on offense. Uh, 17th in the league on third downs, so just a little bit below average. But uh, they scored touchdowns in the red zone. And uh, fifth at 68%. And so, again, Dallas is going to have to do well on offense. Uh, and the way you stop that defense is I think you got to tackle well. Uh, and you got to win. I mean, this ain't this is not breaking news, but you got to win first and second down, man, yep. <laughs> so yep. that you can put them in long-yarded situations where you know Justin Herbert's got to throw. Uh, he's mobile, but you can find him in the pocket, and, uh, and then you can go to work. Uh, but if not, man, it's it's. Uh, I'm telling you, it's gonna be hard. Uh, it's gonna be a long day if they can't pressure him or if they can't control Eckler in that running game and force yeah. him into long yard situations. And uh, I, I think it's like David, man. Um, I think there's a really talented team. Uh, I think some injuries have really hurt. But I'm telling you, the difference between four and two and three and three is more than just one game. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. And so 
I want to see, dog, real talk. If they will play with the kind of desperation required on uh, Monday night to uh, to beat the Chargers, because the home field advantage should be negated. A lot of Cowboy fans out there, Chargers fans, sell their tickets <laughs> with yeah. no problem yeah. to the highest bidder. So th- it will be it. It'll be like a Texas OU crowd at best, at worst, at best for Dallas. It'll be a majority Cowboys crowd, so they should feel very comfortable there. A lot of people cheering for them. Uh, it's just a matter of whether they can go uh, finish the deal. Um, special teams, real quick. Their kicker Brandon Aubrey has been uh, fantastic. Cavante uh, Turpin, I think, is scheduled to play, so you're fine on the uh, punt return game, which is always tricky if you got to put somebody else back there. Rico, Rico Dotto will handle uh, kickoffs, but we don't see many kickoffs in the league these days. Uh, the key thing is Brandon Aubrey is the real deal in kicker. Not only is he is he hitting everything, but his kicks are, are right down the middle. I ain't going to even talk about him. Uh, okay, you can, you can pass him up. But you know I don't believe not, in them jinx. I'm not jinxing them. Nope. <laughs> nope. Them kickers go left on you real quick. Nah, that they do. Yeah. And I would never trust a college kicker, but you know, yeah. Aubrey is fine. And so... That being said, it's prediction time. Uh, don't worry about what I said on the uh, Monster Match on the Cowboys uh, podcast. Because, why? Joe just told you. Sports is fluid. I changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know how many times I've heard that in 30 years I've known you? <laughs> Man, sports is fluid. You was wrong. No, sports is fluid, dog. Don't worry about that. All right, it then. is, dog. Yeah, yeah it's worse. Um, it is. I think, uh, I think real talk, and had I been – you know, we do the Monster Mash on uh, Thursday, so I think I had time, but I hadn't really looked at the game yet. But anyway, um, I think this is a hard one, man, with the Chargers having to buy week, the Cowboys. The Cowboys, if you pick the Cowboys right now, real talk, you're really picking them based on you're having faith that they can fix these issues that they had against San Francisco. Well. And, you know, my job, as I've said many times over the years, is not to have hope, faith, and optimism Preach. that the Cowboys will fix whatever their problem is. I got to get some organ music. You know what you need to. And so I look at it as the glass is not half full. The glass is not half empty. It's just a half a glass of water. Yeah. And so until they prove to me this year that they can come back from – because the, the, if this had been a normal loss to San Francisco, I might not have had this opinion, but this was not a normal loss. It was an ass-kicking. We got the beat down. <laughs> we so, got beat down. Yes, sir. And so <laughs> if I'm, at some point you're supposed to say, preach, preachers. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, and, I'm, I'm saying that. I'm, I'm standing up. I'm shouting, dog. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'm just saying. Hey, man. Uh, and so I think the Chargers win – uh, twenty eight, twenty four. Oh God, that's what I think. Oh man, twenty eight, twenty four, and all hell breaks loose in Dallas. I don't think he's getting fired. I don't think it's that far. But the questions will start, and the seat will get hot. Twenty eight, twenty four charges. I'm, I'm, I'm almost thinking you're right, cause man, sometimes there's too many ifs in the conversation. If this, if that, if, 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 if. Right, right, right. Man. We just got about 25 ifs. And you're talking about, are you guys going to be desperate? My question is, do they like Mike? It's going to be a question. Do you like Mike or do you want him up out of there? Does anybody like Mike? I don't know. I like Mike. I don't know if the Cowboys like him. So, 
I'm thinking they don't like him that much. I'm thinking <laughs> they looking down the road at Dan Quinn, but Dan Quinn, I don't know if he's the guy either, but I don't think the Cowboys are going to tackle worth a damn because they just don't have nobody. Um, I, I don't know how good Damone Clark is. And then they played four safeties last week. You ain't going to get away from a team if they trying to run the ball and you playing four safeties in the box. And the Dan Quinn is crazy enough to do that. What was my man named? Cano? Something Cano Neal or something like that. He had him at linebacker, at middle linebacker at one time. But anyway, I think they're going to lose this game 31-17, and they're going to get punched in the mouth again. Dang, you called the blowout 31-17. It's only 14. What would you say, 28-17? No, I said uh, 28-24. 28-24? I don't know. I don't trust trust them. They playing slow. Um, Maybe if I just – I don't know. I don't trust them. They playing slow. The play's even coming in slow. Everything should be second nature, but it's not. So, I don't know. That's what I think. Well, you know – as we like to say, that's why they play the games. Roger that. Um, so, uh, there you have it. I got the uh, Chargers winning uh, 28-24. Big Joe and the Big Rig got the Chargers winning uh, 31-17. So, uh, we'll see who's I, right. I need to put the disclaimer out there. I do love the Cowboys, but they're breaking my heart. Okay, I'm in a, I'm that's in a bad, I need to go to counsel. I'm in a bad relationship with the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> right now. That's all it is. That's all. all right. No hate. Right. We're just in a bad relationship. Okay. It's all good. Uh, well, let's move on, and it's uh, it's time to take our, our trip around the block. So I read something. Uh, I think I read it yesterday, and I can't remember if I sent it to you or not, though. But Best Buy has decided to get out of the disc disc selling business which means no more DVDs no more CDs now a couple weeks ago I read something I sent you or I told you about anyway where Netflix was no longer sending out DVDs to people I didn't even realize they still did it but when Best Buy gets out of it uh, gaming systems are already transitioning like you know you can you can buy the game at the store or you can download it into your system now Excuse me. Do you mean that they not selling games? The game discs? Is that what no, you're saying? Are no. you saying music CDs? Music CDs. Okay. And DVDs. Who buys and them that, anyway? Well, that well, that's why they ain't selling them no more. Right. I mean, streaming is taking over. Right. Although, I was in a, I've been in the process of moving for a minute, and I picked out some stuff out of my trunk because I'm trying to clean out my trunk. It's almost done. I have two more trips and my trunk will be pristine. But what is in my trunk, dog? I had a bunch of DVDs. Not a bunch. I had about 12 DVDs. Can you guess what they were? Nah, was it good? I don't know. You kind of all over the place on the movie, dog. Okay. And it, I, bought, I bought these DVDs you can do it now on streaming much easier because these DVDs are probably five years old when I bought them. Although one the I bought about it was the one wire. of them. That's a good guess. One of them I bought about two years ago. And so like I bought uh, of the DVDs that I have, they're all the Bourne series. Oh, yeah. With Jason like Bourne. That. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's uh, I think I got the Mission Impossible series. 
I bought the James Bond series with Daniel Craig because he's my favorite James Bond. The ugly James Bond. Stop it, man. Yeah, but he's he cold, though. I like him, too. <laughs> he, he the ugly, they call him the ugly James Bond. Uh, I got Shawshank Redemption in there. Very good movie. And I got The Godfather because they had the three of them. It's three of them, right? Yeah. You know, in one CD collection. Uh, now, y'all don't judge me. I hadn't seen The Godfather. I heard about The Godfather, but I hadn't seen it. Yeah, I tried to it. watch it. Yeah. And I was like, I realize it's a great movie. I don't know that it holds up. Oh, it does. It, it does. does? Yeah, you'll find that a lot of a lot of mob movies kind of steal from The Godfather. Right, so, I'm yeah, going to go back and try to watch it again at some point because I still ain't seen it. Very like, memorable scenes. Yeah. Like Scarface. Yeah. I've seen Scarface a couple times. Yeah. And it's kind of a little goofy now. But mm-hmm. so I'm trying to see if the mob movie holds it. So I'm gonna go watch Godfather at some point. But the point of this is, I had those DVDs in my car, and I'm like, I was bringing them to my house. I was like, you know, the DVD is going to be probably to my grandson, like uh, records were to my son. Yeah, like, records. What are those? Yeah. LPs. <laughs> yeah. 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 And my son's kids. They'll have no idea what a DVD is. They'll come across mine at some point when I die, and they'll be like, what are these? Oh, man, you used to plug those in there and watch them. Yeah, put them in there. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's pretty <laughs> good selection, t- though. Selection. Yeah, I like it. I like, uh, I like a little action, a little thriller. Um, now, the interesting thing about all this is I'm not really sad because streaming is so good today. Like streaming allows you literally to watch whatever you want to watch whenever you want to watch it, depending on how much you feel like spending to watch it. Uh, I'm going to take this a step further, Doug, and you tell me what you think. I don't know how. Okay, let me start with this. When the last time you've been to a movie? Oh, man. It's been a while. Oh, I went to see uh, Wakanda Forever. It was too dark in there. It was uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was too damn long. Oh, I went to see uh, the Spider-Man the Spider-Verse, the new one uh, with Miles Morales or whatever. I went to yeah, see yeah, that yeah. with my daughter. and when I was that? Uh, when that came out, probably a couple months ago. Oh, okay. See, I was un- unaware. Yeah. I went to see uh, Air with my girl a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago, whenever it came out. But the thing about it is, I, and I asked that because I don't know how long movie theaters will exist. Because everybody got 75-inch TVs at the crib. People, and either the TV got great sound, or if it don't, you got a sound bar, you got surround sound, wherever you watch your movies at. Be there your bedroom, your living room, your game room, wherever. Well, and you can, and the convenient, and, okay, did y'all, did y'all eat something at the movie, man? We, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did a little bit. See, that's that's what I was gonna say. If you dating somebody, you can't go back to their place or your place. The movie is the movie might not be the, the just the movie experience, uh, but if right, we gonna okay. go out to eat and then we gonna go to the movie, they give us a little time to spend a little more time together. Then we get to know each other, and then you know. Then you take them back to your place or her place. Yeah, if you want it, that what you want to do. You get to show some manners and stuff. Hey, you need something else to drink? You like a little <laughs> butt on that popcorn? What you want? What you need? You know, I got you. All right. 
You know, so it's one. I think that would be part of the data experience right there. Right. The, How or, much y'all? Go what? ahead. Go ahead. How much did y'all spend at the movies, man? I don't know, man. My, my daughter is an engineer. My movies are free, and my birthday is great. So I don't, I don't, right. I ain't worried about that. And uh, she loved the hell out of me, so I love her too. So it's all right. good. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even know, dog. That's what I'm trying to say. I got. Dog, I'm trying to tell you, I spent, uh, and I'm not even. I, and I didn't do anything exorbitant. I spent like fifty, sixty dollars at the movies, oh, and I no. went in the middle of the day. No, I don't know where you going. You must have went to like. No, I went to North Park, man. Because the tickets was like twenty five dollars. Yeah, ain't nobody paying no twenty five dollars in no Burleson. No sir. <laughs> <laughs> you where you want to be? I'm where I want to be. I ain't paying no twenty five dollars. Oh, so maybe I need that. to maybe I need to go check out the movie in Burleson. But then go. I'm gonna spend fifty dollars on gas or. Or the helicopter, helicopter oh. tickets are like a hundred dollars. Really, uh, you you gonna wear this helicopter thing? <laughs> you beat that to death, huh? I've been on a helicopter about a thousand times. It's overrated. <laughs> it's over. It's overrated. I've just been on one once. Yeah, it's overrated. Uh, helicopter, but it feel like a helicopter ride every time I drive way the hell out there. Yeah, but uh, so now it's uh, you know, it's the end of an era, uh, but I think it's it's okay. Because streaming is so uh, so easy, so convenient. Uh, even video games now. I mean, I remember when me and you used to be like, "Hey, when the game coming out, man? Oh, it's coming out Tuesday at midnight." Okay, stand in uh, line. I'm, stand in line yeah. outside outside the game stop. Yeah, uh, I need my copy of NCAA, please. Get the hook up. Yeah, and uh, go home and play it till one thirty in the morning. You're gonna wait, now, but you're gonna wait either way. Because what you mean? It takes to download a game. Yeah, but you at I mean, but you at the crib. So why you waiting? You could be watching something else. You, you know can be how long relaxing. That thing how long? Sometime up to four hours. Okay. Even if you wanted to do it overnight, or you do it in your drawers while you're watching the movie, it don't matter. The option is yours. Well, the best uh, thing about downloading games is that you don't have to get up to switch the game. So if you yeah. want to go from if you go to FIFA from FIFA to to NBA 2K or Madden, just turn it off. Switch. You ain't got to throw the disc on. You ain't got to get them to throw the disc in there. You know, it's right. worth it's, it's worth it. I do both. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, life has become more convenient. The streaming thing is where it's at. Uh, streaming services is taking over. There's a thousand of them. You just have to figure out, you know, what your streaming budget is. Much like you, everybody used to have their cable budget. Now you got your streaming budget. How much you gonna spend? And uh, you know, make it worth your while. But uh, it's a sad day, somewhat. Maybe melancholy is the right word. No I'm more still, discs. I, I still get down with the DVD. <laughs> it depends on what it is. Like if you if you got Disney, you are gonna watch the the, the MCU. Yeah, right. I can pull it up. Uh, I, I I watch Endgame, the last fifteen minutes of Endgame, every other day, damn near. Or uh-huh. like I got a copy of uh, what is that, Return of the King. On uh, uh, with the hobbits and stuff, Return of the King, Lord Lord of the Ring, Return of the King. I got a DVD of that now, I can pop that in in time, but I don't know who owns the rights to that for be able able to stream it. So everything ain't where you can stream and stream it. No, but you can a lot of times I Google it to figure out where I can find it. I see what you And whether I have that particular service, yeah, or whether I can get it for a week or two. Yeah. Uh, I did that for stars one time. I, I had a Jones to watch the Equalizer. 
Okay. And I could not find nowhere. I said, okay, I'm finna get this 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 uh, stars run for a month. Yeah. And watch Equalizer Equalize. One and Equalizer Two as much as I feel like watching. Oh, I thought you meant the old white dude Equalizer. You nah, talking about man. Denzel? Talking about Denzel. Yeah. 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 I haven't seen that about twenty times. I didn't like. I didn't like two. I like one. I didn't like two. I like two, man. I liked one too. I mean, I liked one as well. I wasn't a, as big a fan of three at the theater, but I wait till till I can stream it and watch it again and see if it uh, if I like it any better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, that's our weekly or our, our trip around the block uh, for this episode. And now it's the thing that y'all been waiting for all week. I know you have. Don't no need to lie. No need to be shamed. I mean, it is what it is. It's time for whispers from the star. That news you can't see here, we get anywhere. But Jock Talk Podcast. Each and every Friday, even though you're going to get it on Monday today because the Cowboys are playing today. <laughs> uh, sometimes I amuse myself. Yeah, you crack uh, yourself up. Yeah. If you don't crack yourself up, then, you know, check with somebody. Uh, anyway, let's get on with whispers from the star in that first swoosh. Let's get on <laughs> with whispers from the star and that first swoosh. All right, man. <laughs> so, I went trolling around the locker room last week trying to find the answer to the one question that y'all had, everybody had last week, which is what? What happened? And so I went to a few players who I know. I've not been around long enough uh, this season. I got a couple guys I like to talk to all the time. I've added some new players to my team, new guys on my roster that I can I feel comfortable going up to saying, hey, dog, let me just ask you this. What the hell happened to y'all, bro? And so I got an interesting answer, and I got the interesting answer from two different people. And so it made me wonder that maybe there's some truth to it. So both of these guys, in, in their own way, said, First off, they said, I really don't know what happened, dog. We just act, We just got out there and act like we ain't know how to play Cowboys football. We didn't do nothing we were supposed to do. We didn't do nothing right. And I said, why do you think that is? I said, I mean, it ain't like y'all don't know how to play the game. Ain't no just guy looked at me and said, man. He said, to be honest with you, bro, I think there was too much hero ball. Now, I kind of knew what he was talking about. Ooh. I said... Yo, what you mean by that? I said, I have an idea, but I want to hear what you say first. He said, man, guys was just out there trying to make a play. We're trying to win, so everybody trying to make a play. But they weren't doing their job because they were so busy trying to make a play. I said, let me just ask you, because I say this sometimes to disarm guys. I said, so you think the guys wanted to win so badly that – they did too much instead of letting the game come to him. He said, exactly, man. The play will come to you. The defense is designed, every play is designed for somebody to make a play on that particular play. He said, but you got to let the game come to you. If you try to force it, man, you get out your gap. And normally, anytime you get out your gap, what do they do? They run right through your gap. Or, you know, you try to jump a route because you're sitting on it. And what happened? They hit you with a double move. He said, all of that stuff, man. But it seemed like we, just, we was all just trying to make a play or a lot of guys were just trying to make a play trying to make a play because we wanted to win so bad because we were sick of San Francisco that we might have been too amped up dog. and I said you know what 
I said, a lot of people threw that theory to me during the week. And I was like, I don't know if you could be too amped up. He's like, yep. be too amped up if you get so excited and so you, you want to win so badly that you don't do none of the stuff you're supposed to win because you're undisciplined because you're trying to win. He said, if you don't really understand it, it won't make sense to you. But you could try too hard. And so I started talking. I said, you know what, dog? That's kind of like when the Rangers have gone through these slumps during the season because he follows baseball. This first guy follows baseball a little bit. I said, when the Rangers go through these slumps, when they get out of the slump, they'll tell you almost every time that we were trying to hit homers. We were trying to do too much instead of just, if the walk is there, take the walk and trust the next guy to get a hit and drive us home. Uh, when they were struggling with runners on bases for like a week and a half, it was the same thing. Instead of just putting the ball, the bat on the ball, make contact, and and get the run in, you're trying to hit a three-run homer. Or you're trying to hit a grand slam. or You're trying to hit a two-run. Just get the run in. Don't worry about how I get in. Or if you don't find a pitch that you like, take the walk and let the next guy drive you in. Or, He's or like, if your coach smash watermelons in the locker room like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that too. So – uh, so that's what he said So I, I, I had a good chat with him And then I went down the hallway I mean down, down the road And talked to another guy I said yo uh, I had some small talk first And I said yo What's up dog What you think happened He said man I've been trying to figure that out all week I still ain't came up to no answers um, I just know we didn't play good And we didn't do none of the stuff We were supposed to do uh, I think we just got too excited And we just didn't play within ourselves We didn't let the game come to us We tried to take it and I said, what does that mean? Even though I kind of knew. I like to ask them guys that to make sure they explain themselves and make sure I get it all. It's like, you know, man, you got to let the game come to you. When you let the game come to you, you make plays. When you try to make plays, it seems like you don't never make the play that you're trying to make, and all you do is screw things up. <laughs> and I said, you think that's what happened? He said, I can't say for sure, but it kind of feels like some guys are trying to do their own thing, trying to make plays. And it just messed up the integrity of the defense because you ain't where you're supposed to be. Um, everybody else is where they're supposed to be, but you know it's football, man. One man out of place, and your play can be messed up. And we got a lot of plays where we had one or two guys out of place, and uh, that was that was bad for us. So, you know, once again, as we talk about that news, you can't see here, read, get anywhere but the Jack Talk podcast. It looks like, according to a couple of key players on defense. Um, that there was too much hero ball, um, and that played a big role in the Cowboys do, getting smashed. Do your job. As simple as them three words, do your job. Yeah, that's why all these coaches had that, you know, mm-hmm. written all over the building, do your job. Do your job, do your damn job, whatever, do your job. Everything right. take now, care of itself. Now, moving on. Boy, that one was smooth right there, like butter. This thing gonna be the death of me. This damn swoosh. <laughs> so, uh, CD Lamb has a request. CD Lamb wants y'all to stop judging him by his body language. Whatever. And stop <laughs> hey, doing that shit. No, nah, I'm, I'm just telling you. CD Lamb said, uh, "CD Lamb said, I don't really. I'm damn if I do, damn if I don't." He said, "If I," he said, "I'm a reflective person." I'm a person who likes to take personal inventory, personal stock of myself and the situation if things aren't going right. He said, so if I isolate myself on the sideline, everybody want to look at me and say, oh, look at CD isolating himself on the sideline. He mad. He's upset. He don't care about nothing. He's just off pouting being by himself. 
He said, but Dak said, hey, if you have a problem, come talk to me about it. On the sideline, who cares what the media said? But if I were to go talk to Dak and uh, maybe we have an exchange, then all of a sudden I'm being selfish. He said, I can't win for losing, so I'm just going to try to do what I do and try to figure it out without making a big deal. But he said, it's hard when people judge your body language on every single solitary thing that you do. When, uh, you know, I've never been that kind of guy who's caused a big fuss. And to that, I was just like, yeah, dog, I feel you, man, but that's just the media in 2023. You got to deal with it. And the best way to deal with it is be you and just do what you do. Don't uh, that come with the job, though? I mean, as a receiver, I mean, A.J. Brown and, and Jalen Hurst got into it earlier this year. Now, guess what A.J. Brown do? He gets the ball. Yeah. But you know everybody's not the same. I know, and, every, and everybody, everybody handles things differently, and everybody got a different personality, All right. uh, and so different people handle things differently. You know, I like to talk things out calmly when I'm upset. You like to call me up and cuss me out when you're upset. I mean, it's two two perfectly fine gentlemen. You think they you, just, you think they you want to have- talk? <laughs> you think you talk things out calmly? All right then. <laughs> it's better for me to let it out than to hold it in. But go ahead, I'm uh, just telling you. you know. So, so you know, people just handle things differently. So, CD has to has to figure out the best way to do it. Uh, I would tell him to just be authentic, be yourself. If you want to go talk to your quarterback about situations, go talk to your quarterback. To, say, to hell with what the media think. I would. That's what I would say too. You worried about the wrong shit. Do what you do. Do you? Don't worry about people reading your body language because your your ass is mad right now. You mad and you showing it, and I don't know what that's to tell okay. you. Yeah. It's okay, yeah, it's all good. Uh, I, I ain't, I, he don't bother me, you know, <laughs> not at all. I see, you know, what I'm saying I don't think he disruptive. I, I like I said earlier, I want him to be pissed off. Right. And then uh, the final thing I picked up on uh, whispers from the star that news you can't see here read get anywhere but the Jack Talk podcast each and every Friday, uh, typically. Although today is Monday because Cowboys is playing today. Is uh, I like to do this from time to time. I went and talked to Stefan Gilmore. And I said, hey, dog. Yeah, I literally, I walked up and talked to him just like that. I said, hey, dog, uh, let me ask you something. He said, what you got? Because now I talk to him on a regular basis. So he's like, what you got? And I was like, dog, tell me the best thing you learned from Bill Belichick. Because he played five years for Belichick. That's he right. said, That's And right. he looked at me and he smiled. He said, you know what I learned, man? I said, no, nah, that's what I'm asking for. <laughs> then he laughed again. He said, no, nah, man, what I learned is that nobody in the NFL cares what you did last week, last month, last year, two years ago. They only care about what have you done for me right now. And what that taught me was you must always focus on the game ahead, the game that's right now, the one that we playing right now. What we did last week, if we pitched a shutout and I had three interceptions, it don't matter. If we got smoked like we did last week in San Francisco and everybody played like shit, it don't matter. The only thing that matters is the next game and how you perform. He said, and so it took me a minute, but I, once I got that, it just it kind of changed my whole thing. <clears throat> so y'all know me. I was like, so how did you get it? He said, dog, you don't have no choice but to get it up there because that's all he ever talk about is focus on this week's game, this week's opponent, 
your assignment, this week's game plan. He says, you know, the other thing is, man, he said, because I love playing for Bill. I said, really? I said, everybody act like he's such an asshole. I didn't say something like a cuss word because I was in the company of another grown man and we in the locker room. And he said, you know, he can come off like that sometimes, but he said, up in New England, man, it ain't nothing but football. No bullshit, no outside distraction. It is nothing but pure football. And if you really like to play football and you want to get obsessed with football, that's the best place to play because there is nothing else going on there but football. And I said, yeah, I can't, it's not like it right here. He said, hey, 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 I'm not going down there. Yeah. You go talk to somebody else about that. Yeah. And he started laughing. I said, all right, dog, we done, we done, we done, we good. And then he uh, he put his clothes on and drove. I mean, he put his, uh, he headed off to the shower. He had a towel on. I wouldn't talk to the man while he was naked. Head towel on. That's too much information. But all right. Hey, the man just said it right here. The man just said that's too much information. But you know what? That's what you get in Whispers from the Star. Uh-huh. You get too much information. Right, information yeah, that what? It's some good stuff. That you can't see, hear, read, or get anywhere else but here. Because I'm out in the locker room sifting. Matter of fact, they make fun of me out there. And you know what? Unlike CD, I don't give a damn. Like, they see me talking to somebody. I'm talking about people like Todd Archer of uh, ESPN and Calvin Watkins of uh, the Dallas Morning News and John Mishota of um, The Athletic and Clarence Hill, who you hear from us on uh, Fridays, Todd Archer. You hear from us on Wednesdays. They'll see me talking to somebody. When I leave, they go, whispers, 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 whispers. <laughs> and I'd be like, you know what? Y'all full of poop. And I'd be like, yeah. but you're damn right. It's, I'm getting some stuff for my audience, for the people who love to get that stuff they can't see, hear, read, or get anywhere but the Jack Talk podcast. So y'all hate on me if you want to. I don't give a damn. Yeah, it's CD, good stuff. It's good take stuff. my advice. Um, so that's this week's edition of Whispers from the Star. We'll be back on a Friday slate uh, next week, provided I can get some. And the only reason I might not be able to get no Whispers next week is I'm not for sure yet. It's because uh, I told y'all I got to go cover the American League Championship Series with your Texas Rangers next Wednesday and Thursday. Um, don't forget, I would certainly appreciate it if you went and bought a copy of Coach Prime. Deion Sanders and the Making of Men. It's the book I wrote after spending a year with Deion Sanders at Jackson State. You want to know why ultimately he'll win at Colorado? You want to know what he's telling his team after they blew a 29-point lead, halftime lead to Stanford? I know exactly what he's telling them, and you can read everything about it in the book. It's a really good book, and I'm not just saying it because I wrote it. Uh, I listened to the audio book. (laughs) Uh, because I'm a writer, so I'm self-critical. And when I finished the audio book, I was like, you know what? This book is good. So, Coach Prime, Deion Sanders in the Making of Men, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart, Target, wherever you buy your books, you can find it. It's easy to find. Uh, We were, uh, as of yesterday, which would be uh, Saturday, the number one ranked book on Amazon for new football books. So, proud of that. It's all good. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, go check it out. The book is good for real. And I'm not just saying that because I wrote it. Uh, but it is good. Uh, so, for Big Joe and the Big Rig, I'm Jean-Jacques Taylor. Until we chat again, y'all be blessed.